0: Tyson Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast, and Fights Podcast, and Fights.
1: Whoa, Mexico, it sounds so simple, I just gotta go, the sun's so hot. I forgot to go home, plus everybody reported it. Yeah, fuck you, Ted Cruz. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Hollywood hunk, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, MS Kelk, Lindsay Kelk.
2: Hello. I want you to know that what happens in our group chat is sacred and is always safe. (laughs) Like, I just (laughs) went on the Tights and Fights Lovelies group chat. I would never betray you. I want you to know that.
1: Of course, never. By the way, I'm in Aruba right now. That's what this is
2: about. <laughs> I, I was, and I wasn't going to tell anyone because you're not Ted Cruz, and I don't hate you. I
1: offered everybody to cram into a four seater, and we were going to go. We'll figure out how to fly on the way.
2: It was forty nine bucks a night. It was a, it was a good price. It was a good price.
1: Oh. A great price at the at the Ritz Carlton. Have you heard the conspiracy theory
0: that his wife knew exactly what the fuck she was doing and just happened to mention that to the only blabbermouth in the group just to make sure that Ted Cruz got in trouble?
2: I mean, that's, you I'm are
0: giving way too much
1: credit.
2: If Heidi's trying to sell Ted out, but I I strongly suspect they're actually just scumbags. Um, which yeah. I don't suspect. I know. I know. They left the dog at home, uh, and that's all I have to say yeah. on that.
1: Let's not give them an out. WWE's weekend shows are ramping up as we get closer to WrestleMania, and Sunday was NXT Takeover: Vengeance Day, the first pay per view since 2011 with that title. In fact, it was originally a December pay per view. That was what it was when I was watching WWE in when my early allowed. 20s. When I was young, it was a it was a December show. Now it's moved all the way to February. What's happening? Don't tell me climate change isn't real. Now, Lindsay, we're going to run through some classic matches that happened. And if one of them, if the spirit moves you to speak, as in the manner (laughs) of friends when we're in meeting for worship, you can say something. If not, we don't have to belabor things that you did not watch and probably will not go back to watch because.
2: I mean, I thought about going back and I did scan through them on the network yesterday, but the app was being a little Bitch. um So yeah. honestly, I watched the Shawn Michaels Kurt Angle match and then I gave up because uh, that was being a big old baby yesterday. And I would love, I cannot wait for it to go to Peacock. I cannot wait for it to move to Peacock. Um, yes. But you knock yourself out. You go Vengeance Day crazy, which largely took place during the period that I was not watching wrestling.
1: Sure. Uh, a lot of things. So here's some notable matches from over the years. I'm going to work backwards to the one that I think is probably the greatest. In 2005, Batista beating Triple H and Hell in a Cell to retain the world title. You know, what main event didn't have Triple H in those years? Then you have Kurt Angle beating Brock Lesnar in the Big Show for the world title in 2003. That was that was the 2003 WrestleMania where he did the shooting star press botched it and went headfirst into the canvas, right? Some big meaty men slapping meat. Big meaty men slapping meat. Then The Rock won the world title after beating Kurt Angle and The Undertaker in 2002. But... The Rock is also involved in what is probably the greatest and one of the most important historical moments in WWE because it was the the final merger of the WCW and at that time WWF World Titles where they had three matches in one night. First uh, was Steve Austin beating Booker T which I believe is at the tail end of, their, of the feud where they had to fight inside the grocery store which is a classic WWE segment. Then you had The Rock versus Chris Jericho, that was for the WCW title I believe, and they had feuded going back to No Mercy in October, they had a a fantastic match there, they were tag champs for a little while, but then you started to slowly see Jericho turn heel he beat The Rock and he slumped against the corner, and what happens but you hear the glass break and Austin comes out fresher than him, and they have their match which Jericho unifies the world titles notable not only because I am a Jericho fan of things he does inside the wrestling ring and inside the wrestling ring alone but uh also just the fact that those titles were united for the first time and held by the same person Lindsay do any of these set off anything for you
2: the only thing that that set off at that point is is my Jericho rage which which just Mm -hmm. consumes me I I feel like I should just just mention before we start this episode properly like I'm just a giant ball of rage at the moment and it's been a hot minute since I was so angry about so many things um, so that's fun that's, that's going to echo through today but I am having to separate my Jericho uh, wrestling awareness from my Chris Irvine and family scumbaggery so anytime you mention him right now I'm, I'm getting a bit of a twitch but like that will pass and I I, I know that moment and I do know those matches so sure They were good. Can't watch them right now, but sure.
1: (laughs) It's very interesting to me the extent to which we as fans, all people as fans, are forced to compartmentalize to a certain degree. Whether it's wrestlers you enjoy or pro athletes you like or stars or politicians or just people of note in history. There are things that you can find to admire or things that you like very much. But then there are also ugly truths that you're forced to acknowledge and you get to a point everybody has their own line at which they feel like they can't cross it anymore and say, I I can't support anything that you do. And that's not that's not wrong for anybody to have that line. It's not wrong if people's lines are a little bit further. I think there's a point it would like i I will watch I will watch anything Mel Gibson did pre Passion of the Christ. Fair. I will watch it and compartmentalize like we didn't know. But as I watch it, I go, oh, yeah, you can tell. You that." Know now, yeah,
2: we've been separating the art from the artist for a very long time. You know, like that's not a yes. new thing. And it's it's no. it's all got to go into context. And everyone's line, you say, like you say, everyone's line in the sand is different. I, I've been actually I'm re-editing a book that I wrote 12 years ago for a project right now. And um, it's going through a sensitivity read, which is I asked for because I was like, I don't know. I feel like twelve years ago, I probably thought some stuff that I wouldn't think today. Um, right. And in that, like, there's a bunch of references. Mel Gibson is referenced in that book. Johnny Depp is referenced in that book. Because 12 years ago, our thoughts and feelings might have been different. And I'm like, I want to change it now because I can. Um, and that's the wonderful thing. We can change our minds and it doesn't mean you're a bad person for thinking what you thought before, when before you had all the information. And it doesn't mean you're a bad person if you still enjoy Chris Jericho. Like, I still think he's one of the best wrestlers of all time. I also think he's a terrible human being and our personal ethics and morals do not align. Everything is complicated, everything is messy, no one's right or wrong. Apart from probably Chris Jericho and Mrs. Jericho, but um, you know, yeah. <laughs> like that's but that's my opinion. It's not wrong. your opinion. Yeah. I, it's not I, someone yeah. else's opinion. No one's yeah. wrong for having a different thought or feeling.
0: Oh, stream The Good
1: Place on Netflix right now. All four seasons,
2: <laughs> please. <laughs> that's right. you please watch it all. dig me out Support. this hole.
1: A great show. Oh, I'm rewatching The Office, which is
2: we're rewatching Cheers, and it's so oh, wholesome yeah. and Isn't it well, nice? mostly. Uh, but it's so great. Uh,
1: there is some weird, well, you know what, it's all, it's...
2: Again, everything is context.
1: Let's talk about what happened this past weekend.
2: <laughs> as At far Vengeance as I know, Day. we haven't, uh, we have, as far as I know, the news cycle isn't moving so fast that what happened this weekend is, is problematic. But, like, let's find out.
1: <laughs> let's find out. Both versions of the Dusty Tag Team Classic Tournament concluded with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez beating Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart and MSK beating the Grizzled Young Vets culminate their rocket start, both fantastic matches, both the right team won, and both tournaments I thought were were great.
2: Yeah, I just think it was a round success, like a roundabout full success. Um, I feel bad for Grizzled Young Vets because they've lost twice in the finals now. It's like, you guys. To the point where if they're in it again next year, you just have to assume they're going to win or you would feel like so bad for them. Um, but I yeah. also hate them because I, I, I I'm... Obliged to hate anything that's overtly Liverpudlian um, by nature of my <sighs> upbringing. So you know, I'm like, I love them, but I'm like, ugh, <laughs> ugh. Um, These guys. So it is what it is. Um, professional scousers, not for me, not for me. Um, but I do, I do also like quietly love them. But I not as much as I love MSK, who are just the most fun and just the most delightful boys.
1: Their promo energy reminds me of, and the team name who I enjoy very much completely exited my head as soon as I had the thought I was like oh they kind of remind me energy wise in their promos a little bit of i cannot remember what tag team do you think it is let's see if you're guessing I don't what I know had in my I head. don't know
2: I mean I get hardy energy from them a little bit They're on Raw. I get dudley in, in energy promos. a little bit from them oh current promo yeah. I don't know I don't seen roar in so long oh the street profits Thank sure. you, street okay. profit energy.
1: They have street profit energy, like a great, just like high energy. Mr. Exciting... Bianca
2: Belair and friend, as they are Mr. now. Mr. Bianca
1: Belair and friend. But <laughs> what I love about, um, I already forgot street profits. What I love about street profits, they got to change the name of people remember. just Mr. Bianca
2: Belair and friend. I mean, that's how yes. they would be listed in the Daily that Mail in a paparazzi literally photo. Literally, what I thought was yeah. like
1: you know the one with Bianca Belair's husband, in it.
2: and the and the other nice guy.
1: Yes, and the other nice guy. Angela. What I love about about uh, street Profits, what I, what I love about their promos is that not only do they have great energy, but they feel really sincere. Yes, and like they're coming from inside the actual people rather than scripted. Which, no offense to Kyle O'Reilly, I think he's an, he's a decent promo, but it feels like he memorized it, worked really hard to memorize it, successfully memorized it. But it doesn't feel like the words are coming from him. Yeah, the I always feel like they're coming we'll from street that. prophets, and they feel like they're coming from MSK, and they also feel like they're coming from Dakota Kai and Ra- Raquel Gonzalez Ugh. specifically.
2: I mean, we've been singing her praises for a while. I feel I feel like we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of history um, on the Raquel <laughs> Gonzalez train. For
3: but sure. That
2: woman is just just paint dollar signs on her because she yeah. is money. Um, I, There's nothing they can't do. The match was great. They were the right team to win. Mm -hmm. The fact when they won and she kind of broke heel character and looked so happy, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm I'm happy for you too. And that's when I realized (laughs) how good she is because I'm like, they've been building her as this snarling evil monstrous heel for six months. And as soon as she looks pleased to have won something, I'm delighted for her. And then as we saw, as it went on on Wednesday when they were confronted by Naya and Shayna, it makes perfect sense because in that match, Dakota and Raquel are our face team, or at least our tweener team. You know, like, they're mm-hmm. the good guys that we're rooting for because they're our NXT babies and we're always going to root for our NXT babies against the big, bad, raw baddies. But then when they had their face off, so beautiful. So beautiful Absolutely pitch perfect Raquel threatening to put the boot Up Naya's hole Hey Naya Cuidado hermosa Be careful with what you say Because I'm going to take That boot and shove it So far up your hole You'll never get it out That was a chef's kiss That was an audio podcast chef's kiss Mwah I, was that not perfection? And I thought Dakota was great. I love that she's going to get to wrap things up with Shayna because they had their storyline mm-hmm. before.
1: Long memory serves well for wrestling fans. Take note, everybody. We remember too. We remember more.
2: And I will remember Beth Phoenix eating popcorn for the rest of <laughs> my life. That better be a GIF. If I go in my GIF search engine right now, that yeah. better be there.
1: The three you of them eating popcorn. Be there.
2: So good. Although
1: I thought of COVID immediately. Very I, uncomfortable. I assume
2: that they're all being tested. Uh, or they're all
1: just quarantined together.
2: This is how I get by now. I assume they're all being tested.
1: Let's go through some title matches. Johnny Gargano continues to find ways to retain his North American title, beating Kushida after a pair of one final beat DDTs. Here's, here's a true thing, no matter how you feel about anybody or anything, and that is that Johnny Gargano is incapable of having a bad match at a takeover.
2: Yeah, totally, totally. It was a great match. It was a fantastic match. And I I love Kushida too. I I was really pleased to see uh, that match lived up to expectations because if you are a big Kushida fan, your expectations were sky high for this. If you're just a Johnny fan, your expectations are still high Uh, and they pulled it off. I always knew they would be good, but you can never guarantee chemistry in the ring. Uh, And I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I'm I'm gutted for Kushida. I am because it feels like he's always on the brink of getting something at NXT and then doesn't. Um, And I think he's so great. And I think a belt would help him. Uh, I think it would help establish him more. But I'm also like very happy for Johnny to keep it because I'm very happy. I love the way. I don't know if the way needs a belt, but I'm happy for the way to have a belt. You know, I
1: think they do. I think they need to acquire belts rather than lose them, especially at a point where they're still picking up steam.
2: Well, I think I would love to see them have all of them um, or yes. for them all to have a belt of some kind, which would obviously you would think would mean Johnny needs to end up with the world title at some point. Um, I just love them and everything that they do.
1: Austin Theory hopping, hopping out the bag over
2: in his zip ties. <laughs> his like, zip ties. Oh, he's just dark, man. That so great, like dark. a puppy. Yeah, like, why does he have a fanny pack? Like, that's the part I don't. Understand. They all
1: have fanny packs, Lindsay. They all have oh, them.
2: I love it. I love it. So, I guess you would need them for Disneyland. Everyone knows you need a fanny pack for Disneyland. So,
1: so weird. People are uh, that Disney vlogger got co Anyway. Then we had Io Shirai stand tall against Mercedes Martinez and Tody Storv another very, very good match. I love all three women. I think they're all very talented. I want someone other than all three of them to have the belt at this point. I'm kind of like, for whatever reason, and I sit and look back on it and go, well, all her matches have been good she's got a, a good character she's been
2: amazing yeah
1: for whatever reason from the jump I have not been into her title rape oh like, it's wow just been really? like, oh okay
2: oh I love it
1: to me I feel like there have been other champions where I was more excited to either see them lose it or see if they're able to retain it I don't and know. like I never doubt that she's gonna win every match she wrestles in this version of the character has been indestructible
2: I wonder how much of that is because it's been the lockdown championship because it's not Dissimilar to how I feel about Drew. You know, like I love Drew and I love that Drew is champion and I think he's been fun, but I don't, I'm not as emotionally invested as I might have been if it had been in previous times. Like maybe I would, maybe, you know, and I love EO, so I've been, I've loved her championship reign. um, But what you're describing feels very much how I feel about Drew being champion. Like with EO, I just, I feel like she's really blossomed. I feel like it's given her the confidence in that character to make it 3D to make it deeper and that she can right. be face or heel. She can be whatever she needs to be now. And I feel like it's given her a, a real depth of character. Um But that said, I won't be gutted when it moves on now. I'm ready for it to move on. But I, I, I do think a lot of that is because it's been in these strange and unprecedented times where I'm I'm ready for new things because right. every day is the same. Hell, I don't know if you know this, but every day is the same. Um not hurt. So I need new things to happen outside of me um, so that I can uh, live vicariously through those new things. And when a, championship, when a champion has a belt for a really long time, that's not new things. So I, I need new things, please.
1: I just had a thought. Swap so we Drew and EO? We... Let
2: Drew be women's NXT champion and EO <laughs> yeah. be Rod clearly men's champion? I was She'd be amazing.
1: Prior to recording, prior to even Julian joining this, this meeting... Lindsay and I were talking about WandaVision. No spoilers to be discussed, no plot points to be discussed, only to say that part of what is great about it is the fact that it comes out once a week means that one day out of the week is different. Because one day is WandaVision day.
2: On Thursday nights, I'm like, tomorrow is WandaVision day. And I'm, yeah. not, I'm not ashamed to admit that. Like for the last four weeks, I have been like, oh, it's Thursday. That means tomorrow yeah. I get WandaVision. Yeah. Yes.
1: It perks you up. You get excited. Yep. It's today's WandaVision day. And
2: it's no longer Friday.
1: <laughs> Listen, we're going to get to the NXT title match and the fallout from the end of the show in just a minute. We're going to talk briefly about some other things that happened on Wednesday. Leon Ruff beat and then got beat down by Isaiah Swerve Scott. Fantastic sure.
2: match. Swerve seems to come and go. It's like he was tagging with Jake and he was feuding yep. with Jake and now he's back yep. again. And I'm like, what you doing? What you doing? Um, but I, I mean, he's good. So I'll I'll, I'll stick around for it.
1: Yeah, fun character too. I like the cocky and I, I like love Leon Russ. <laughs> I love
2: yeah, that sweet boy. I love that yes. sweet boy.
1: Ziya Lee promised to purge Casey Catanzaro, which don't catch the COVID, Ziya. Yeah, be careful. She's out and face uh, mask it. Rough match, rough tag match for her specifically. But you know they're they're young, and they're st- they're young in their wrestling careers, so they're going yes. to make mistakes. Yes. It still makes it hard to watch when NXT is presenting itself as a more finished product, even if they're still yeah. considered the, their training where people are, are sort of on the come up. They've also got a roster full of incredible people and it just makes those moments stand out a little bit more. Unfortunately, they also have good matches. So. You know what I
2: think is interesting about that match and about the other women's tag match is um, it makes me think that Raquel and Dakota are going to win because they're putting a lot of energy in the NXT women's tag division right now. Uh, Because we also had the Way versus uh, Ember and Shotzi, and we had Casey and uh, I was going to say Casey and Lacey, but I'm like, is that right? Caden. (laughs) Caden. Like, Lacey's not a bad person. Caden Carter. Caden Carter. I'm going to say it a thousand times until it sticks. Um, And and against, uh, you know, they had against Aaliyah and Jesse. Is it Jesse Kamena? Uh, uh i've forgotten uh, all yes. names today yes. i'm full of rage there's no room i'm too busy donating money to stop south carolina preventing abortions i'm so sorry but <sighs> yeah um they had all these women's tag matches which really makes me think that maybe the tag belts are coming over which is so cool and they should and that was the point of those tag mats they were supposed to float those like uh, those tag belts um yes and i would also like to point out the number of women that nxt had on their show this week which was well into double figures that's well right. Zoe
1: Stark and Valentina Ferraz. Yep. Having so a match many, too. So many Very good ladies stuff.
2: on a two hour show. And well, no one felt like stories weren't being serviced.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, since we're talking about women's divisions.
2: Oh, please. What would please, an Al, episode please, of Tights and Fights this.
1: be without the greatest segment in the history of any podcast ever until the end of time moving forward across all media in perpetuity uh, in the known and unknown universe, which is what happened in the AEW women's division this week with Lindsay.
2: Sometimes I think you hate me. Sometimes I think no, you hate I, me.
1: I love you and I want you to, you know, s- steel, sharpen steel.
2: <laughs> there you go. Well, obviously, the most important thing that happened in the women's division in AEW this week was uh, Brandy and Cody had a gender reveal. Um, which took mm-hmm. up TV time. Um, I didn't think we were doing those anymore. I thought in general we weren't doing those anymore after someone set fire to California with one. Um, but I guess we're we are. not doing them. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> I thought humanity wasn't doing them. But we're doing them on TV, even though there's no time for a women's tournament to name your number one contender. But, you know, that's fine. Um, there was a match. <laughs> there was a match a certain match between Riho and Serena Deeb, which was in the tournament, and it was great. It was a good match. So happy to see Riho back. Uh, She and Serena, had, I thought, had really good chemistry. It was a really fun match. Uh, Riho won because she had to because she's back, even though Serena's the NWA champion. But I'm like, okay, Yeah. yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, you know, for women don't mean anything here anyway, so why would you? Why would that be a concern? Yeah, that's what happened, and then they mentioned that there had been a bunch of other matches on YouTube on Monday, some of which are great, and I encourage you to go and find them, but I'm not going to talk about them now, because they didn't happen on Wednesday, they happened on YouTube on Monday, which is where women's wrestling occurs on AEW.
3: Far
2: away from videos. the real show.
1: Far yeah. away. Far away. We've got Uh-oh. whispering videos and then a compilation of newscasters <laughs> farting on camera, followed by the AEW Women's Tournament.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, there are a couple of surprises, there were a couple of not surprises, and the, 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 the final match, I guess, is going to be on the pay-per-view, but I'm like, why, why would you ask me to care about that when you don't expect me to care enough to eat, to put it on the show, to even put the highlights on the show? It's not even on dark, you guys. Uh, But, you know, we can show Cody's gender reveal, which has nothing to do with wrestling. Nothing to do with wrestling. Uh, But that had to be on the main television show. Also, they had that another Jade promo segment, which is just like, she's shooting baskets. She's shooting baskets, you guys. She's ready for a match. She's shooting baskets.
1: I've taken more shots from the top of the key than Shaq has. Lifetime. (laughs) I'm willing to wager that. And she is so much better of a, of a jump shooter than he is. She has really nice form. The yeah. layups look fantastic. I'm not sure what that she has to do with the, the
2: wrestling ability, but oh, they're, go go They're going to play horse. Okay. No, cool. Um, not wrestling I, I'm anymore. not down and for that denim bikini touches. either. That denim bikini is doing no one any favors. It's just very weird. Those promos feel very hollow to me. I don't really, I know they're trying to build her as a monster, but I'm like, well, then why is she just? Why is she not murdering someone in a ring, and, and instead she's playing basketball? And then that logo that they've designed for her looks like the leftovers of an old Roman Reigns logo, right? I'm not crazy. I have to do
1: something with the rest of those letters,
2: right? Yeah, <laughs> just like you got a J, you got some vowels, like chuck them in. Where is Red Velvet? Where's her opponent? You're not. You're supposed to be building a match. You're supposed to be building anticipation you had red velvet come out and give that amazing promo about how yeah. she was through with it and done with it and was going to murder her because like she wasn't going to be treated like this anymore and jay could go fuck herself basically and now we haven't seen her since on the show oh, she, well you spring know? training
1: started and she plays baseball so that's where she is oh
2: right well, that makes sense she's in arizona yeah. she okay. was a non-ruster
1: invite for the Diamondbacks. okay so. no i get it then, then i get it
2: then i take it back they take it back um, and everything is okay, and I and let this not be taken as a slur on the AEW's women's division, which is beyond reproach and wonderful and, and magical, and everything they do is fantastic. That's what happened in the AEW women's division this week.
1: Great. I don't want to talk about AEW anymore. How about that?
2: Fine by me. Um, do you want to talk about a Wire Death Match? No! <laughs> Can we talk about Kenny Omega's shirt? Can we talk about sure. Kenny Omega's weird Ren yes. lace-up collar boy band 1994? Definitely was worn in the take that fucking Everything Changes video by Mark Owen t-shirt shirt weird mm-hmm. thing that he was wearing. Who yeah. dresses Kenny Omega? Obviously Kenny Omega. But like, holy shit, you guys. I couldn't even take it seriously because you're trying to sell me on a exploding barbed wire deathmatch by a man wearing a short-sleeved white linen shirt with a lace-up neckline. No. Absolutely no. Bad dog. Hit it in the nose with a newspaper, no.
1: Could not be looking forward to a match less than a barbed wire death match. I don't
2: need to see him in an exploding barbed wire death match. I need to see Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega-ing. I know know Moxley needs this. For some reason, Moxley needs this.
1: You know what? Neither (sighs) of them has the last name Foley. I couldn't be less interested. Couldn't be less interested.
2: I just feel bad for his wife. I just feel bad for Renee. I'm like, just, the woman's pregnant. Don't put her through this. Your dick. You don't have. it's anyway. just not
1: necessary.
2: <laughs> nope. It's not but someone thinks it is, and necessary. that someone is Cody and Tony. I assume or it's not Kenny. necessary. Kenny really should know better. Kenny's not getting younger. Kenny needs to live
1: through this. This is how we do it uh, in New Japan. We blow up the ring and throw you on boards. But they at don't. Least. That's no, the thing. It's like
2: they don't. They would never do an exploding pop a death deathmatch in New Japan. Like, uh, Kotas at home looking at this on his phone and being like, this must be a typo. Like, surely, like, <laughs> what are you talking about, Kenny? Come back to New Japan where we do sensible things. We'll kick your head off, but we'll do it super safe. Like, uh, uh, ugh. Anyway, no. anyway. I can't wait for that pay-per-view that I'm absolutely not spending $50 on. I did my taxes mm. last week, Hal, and I looked at where I'd spent money on wrestling and I was furious with myself. Furious with myself.
1: <laughs> you can't even write it off. You have to write it on.
2: Ugh. Ugh. I had to double charge myself you out of disgust. Double
1: charge. That's right. <laughs> if you have anything to say about what we've discussed so far, you know where to go. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. When we come back, we're going to talk about the end of an era. Get it? That's up next on Tights and Fights. I'm Judge John Hodgman.
4: And I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Ten years
1: ago, I came on Jordan Jesse Go and judged my first dispute. Is chili a soup? It's a stew, obviously.
4: The judge has dispensed a decade of justice. He's the one person wise enough to answer the really important questions. Like... Should you hire a mime to perform at your own funeral?
3: After they cry, I want them to laugh.
1: Do you really need a tank full of jellyfish in your den?
0: They (laughs) smell like living creatures decaying.
3: (laughs) Only if they are decaying.
0: Yeah, which they will be.
1: Real people, real justice, real comedy.
4: Winner of the Webby Award for Best Comedy Podcast.
1: The Judge John Hodgman Podcast every Wednesday on (laughs) MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. This week we're going to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get
3: ready to rock! Whoa. Oh! Holy shit! That's <laughs> always funny. <laughs>
0: You guys got any wrestling reactions that should go in there? Please send them my way. Uh, my hole.
2: I was, I, I my was hole not been to, to say. Like, so. Come on, Julian. What, okay.
0: <laughs> are you going to wait till 2022?
2: <laughs> Holy shit, my hole! I mean, it, it, it writes itself. <laughs> Get ready, people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> After Finn Balor beat Pete Dunne to retain the NXT title, Adam Cole didn't just kick Finn in the face. He signaled the apparent end of the Undisputed Era by kicking Kyle O'Reilly in the face as well. First of all, in a, in a show full of great matches. This was head and shoulders, and then feet, legs, crotch, trunk, head and shoulders above all of them.
2: You enjoyed it then, is what you're saying? I
1: did. It's the best Finn match I've ever seen, and I give wow. full credit to Pete Dunn. Just kidding. <laughs> that was, that's the first time I've ever seen him do a coup de grace and think, oh, that looked like it actually hurt somebody.
2: I feel like he and Pete had, um, I've said this a lot today, but I feel like they had really good chemistry, but I think they have a lot of trust in each other. I think the build to this match has been so clever because it's been so true that, you know, Pete Mm -hmm. saying, we're the same, we're from the same place, we know each other, I know you, I get you, I I understand you, I'm not afraid of you. And I think it really brought out the best in both of them to have that mindset and to have that, um, they, they weren't afraid to go for it, there was a lack of, um, they weren't holding back, you know, like there was a real edge of no. brutality. And I know that's Pete's trademark, but it also unleashed that in Finn. Um, and I really, there were so many points where I'm like, oh, they are going to kill each other.
1: I think we've been conditioned, uh, I don't think, we've been conditioned as time has gone by to enjoy faster and expect faster and faster matches with more intricate and innovative moves. This was the opposite of that. This was a ton of, not even, I mean, they are rest holds, but they don't look like, I'm just going to put you in a headlock and lay here on the mat. It's, I'm going to put you uh, in a triangle choke mm-hmm. and hold you here. I'm going to put you in oh there were so many moments
2: line. yeah when I was yeah. like shit is Finn going to be able to get out of this like how does he get out of this I don't know like it was brute great. strength isn't going to do it technique isn't going to do it how is he going to get through this like there were so many of those moments I actually think this and the Kushida Johnny match make a great uh, a double header of different kinds of matches that are both exceptional mm-hmm. but I just yeah it was such an enjoyable match my lovely husband fell asleep he'd had an odd day he fell asleep and we had to like go back and watch the end again and then we did the same with nxc on wednesday where we had to go back and watch the end again because right. like it was so intense and so much happened and it was so important but it was so well done i just wanted to see more of it
1: absolutely so in case you didn't see at the end of takeover undisputed era comes out to make the save after the rest of pat mcafee's kids come out to beat up in balor <laughs> Adam Cole super kicked Finn Balor and then super kicked Kyle O'Reilly when he was like, "Why did you do that?" And, yeah. and Roderick Strong was like, "What? I'm just <laughs> watching this. Do I have to pick
2: whose house I'm going to live at?" Yeah, Roddy's like, "I'm going to text Bobby and find yeah. out how I should feel because I don't I don't know." Um yeah, I mean, I was upset enough last week when they didn't let Finn join in the reindeer games and then this week Like, that was very upsetting. But this is the point, like, last week when they were like, no, you don't get to stand with us. This was forecast. This was foreshadow. Like, they told us Mm -hmm. this was going to happen. But we were so caught up in the brilliant match between Pete and Finn that we we weren't even paying attention. This is Adam Cole announcing his solo album. Uh, And, oh, it was so good. It was so good. Get those so Undisputed Era t-shirts while they're on the cheap, kids. Go now. If, go now. If that's if that's the
1: case, if he's the one splitting off from everyone and they're not just kicking out Kyle O'Reilly, which could still happen, that feels like the version of this we've seen before. I'm not complaining. It's just... <laughs> the way it goes one at a time people get kicked out you start with Randy Orton then you go to Batista like (laughs) that's how you kick people out of a faction you kick the one who's been yeah there's Bullet Club versions of
2: this all the live long day as well you know they literally kicked AJ Styles out of Bullet Club literally kicked him out I mean Mm -hmm. yes this happens yeah
1: this is this is nothing new the idea of of him just leaving and saying I need to look out for myself I lost the title you know somehow he blames them for losing the title and now he's back wrestling for it, which I think is a good idea. I'm, I'm I'm into that match. Although I think Pete Dunne should have the title. I think they should have a return match Fine with, with it. No it.
2: problem with that.
1: Where does that leave Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, who's still, still not there, nope, and Roderick still out. Strong?
2: So I've been thinking about it a lot, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. The way I think it goes is... I think we see Adam Finn happen again. Although we've seen that match. We have seen it. And Adam shook his hand and was like, you were the better man. I I have no issue with you. Like, that's, it is what it is. Um, I think this goes Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, I think is where this takes us to. Because we've seen Kyle have these great matches with Finn. We're building Kyle. Uh, I think we have Kyle, Adam... And I say this before every major event, but then I think maybe Adam goes up after the Kyle storyline. And then I think the chips fall where they may for the rest of UE. I think Kyle can stand on his own. I think he could stand on his own right now. But I think if he has a program with uh, Adam Cole, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, I think that puts him in an extremely strong position. I don't see Bobby coming back in any major way for any length of time. He is an older wrestler. He has had a lot of injuries. And I don't say this because I don't think he can. I say this because I would prefer that he take care of his body. Right. Um, So I think Roddy probably, I feel like Roddy is the spare part that ends up either going into a North American realm or maybe makes a new tag team with someone else. Um, Or maybe even Roddy goes up. Who knows? Roddy could be one of those guys that, shines outside of a faction and we just didn't see it you know maybe all this time with mm. UE gives him something we don't know
1: i think this there's a way this could benefit everybody i agree that yeah. the cole versus o'reilly needs to happen i think when it does you want to keep roderick in the middle of that and how he plays that and what roderick he chooses, on a pole roderick on a pole but what he, how he chooses to go and what he chooses to do is going to help define his character for whatever his next step is, yeah. whether it's with either of those two guys or not. So there's an opportunity here to to elevate all three of them. Yes. Bobby Fish is, is out of the picture. We're just going to assume he's out of the picture right now. That's a ready-made feud with Kyle O'Reilly when he comes back if you wanted to do that. So there's yeah. still an, an opportunity for it. But I think there is a unique chance here to find a way to elevate all three guys which is the dream of any faction. How many stars can we create out of this and make more money for the company? Mm-hmm. Obviously Adam Cole is a star. Now we've elevated Kyle O'Reilly to the point where he could potentially be a money draw. I think he needs a feud outside of Finn to do that that is not for the title. Yeah, I think that would which is why I
2: think he needs Adam Cole and I think it needs to not be for the belt I think it needs to be for honor Mm. and for for sure good and right and you know righteousness
1: I I agree with that I agree and then it leaves Pete Dunne to win it
2: yeah, and I'm, I would be we'll fine with Pete being champion. Thing. I think Pete, and, and they've, you know, they've kind of teased that now. They had uh, Pin Finn uh, on on Wednesday. So maybe that does say we're getting Finn, Pete part two. And NXT aren't afraid yeah. to do part two. Like they know when they've got a good thing going and they don't need to do a best of three where, you know, they don't need, everyone gets a win, everyone gets a loss. They mm-hmm. actually, they actually write matches to like further storylines, which is wild. Uh, so yeah, I would be very happy to see Pete get the belt.
1: How do you want Finn to play into this drama? Would you rather him, should he and Pete just be removed from this as quickly as possible so they can head towards WrestleMania weekend? Or is Um, it integral to the story right now that they stay involved for as long as possible?
2: I would have Finn challenge Adam Cole because we know Finn. Finn's a fighting champion. He's not going to stand for that shit. I would have Mm -hmm. Finn come out and say, I want you, I want you next week. Like, I don't want to wait. I just want to do it. Like, I want to kick you in the face and I want you to beat you to death would probably have Pete come in with some some shenanigans somehow because Adam, I don't want Adam to win it. Um, We have
1: Kyle cost Adam the match. Kyle
2: cost Adam. Someone has, I'm just like, I'm trying to protect Kyle's white knighthood, but also like, he's not really a white knight. He's gray at best. So he could absolutely cost uh, Adam the match, but Adam has to not win um, for them, Pete to move, uh, for Finn to move on to Pete part two at takeover, uh, whatever pirate ship, takeover ship we're going to get. Um, around Mania weekend. Yes, um, SS Covid. Yes, SS Covid. Take over SS Covid. Um and then so we get Finn Pete and we get Adam Kyle out of that. And you know, Roddy's on the side saying why are my parents getting divorced? Do I get two Christmases? Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's hard for Roddy. But there are options for Roddy. Like if Adam goes up, maybe Adam goes up in a tag with Roddy. Like the WWE main roster tag places is, is, you know, not somewhere where they couldn't stand to have a bit more talent and that could bring them in and then adam grows into a solo star out of that and roddy still has a chance to shine too like i don't yeah. know i feel bad because i feel like i'm just like shipping roddy off in all these scenarios and i love roderick strong That's i really love great. roderick strong um but adam is just such a blatant star uh um, and they're working so hard on kyle i'm I'm not sure which direction Roddy goes in. Also, Roddy, not a man who's getting younger. He's another one who is uh, yeah. in his late 30s. Yeah,
1: they're not, It's not like they're all 22.
2: <laughs> no, like, Adam's a young guy. Adam's not even 30 yet, right? Or he's around yeah. the 30 mark. He's very he's young. Um, 30, I think. Kyle's in his early mid-30s. Roddy is mm-hmm. older. You know, and that doesn't mean that they shouldn't get chances because they're older. It means that their bodies are going to wear out faster. And that you take that into account. If you're a WWE booking a long-term story and building stars you don't build 40 year old stars they talked about this when they took aj on they're like you know it was a it was a gamble because he was an older guy and yeah. can you build a company around a guy who's going to potentially need to retire in a couple of years cuz he's 40 already
0: and don't worry guys uh adam cole is 31 just so everybody's oh, i know
2: he's a sweet baby who
0: immediately looked that up and just
1: was like well, I, I knew i knew he was <laughs> in his early 30s
0: None i thought, I thought he 20.
2: was still younger i just like i strongly remember him being 26 like i remember was doing point, like five years so ago. cold or something and he was like a sweet young baby compared to
1: most guys on the roster he's pretty he's still pretty young yeah,
0: yeah compared
2: yeah, to yeah. most
1: guys on the roster that he's 31. one <laughs> quick question before before we end this segment because I know that this didn't escape your observation or mine. Julian's been chugging muscle milk this whole time or some kind of a protein shake. <laughs> it's uh, overnight
0: oats.
2: You're overnight drinking oats, overnight oats? Overnight oats? oats?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Julian. it's like a different one. It doesn't have like, I usually put a lot of fruit inside of it, but this is just and protein powder. Like this is just mixed. No, um, I use um, soy milk just came out with this new like protein loaded milk that I found at uh, Seder Brothers. So I don't need to mix anything into Hal, it. Hal,
2: he's building functional fitness right now. Mm. You know that. <laughs> You know that. I
1: know. I know. But the
0: 10. He could still bench press
2: a boss, but he's <laughs> exactly. working on his functional fitness now.
1: I'm just sitting there like the rich get richer. If you've got any <laughs> thoughts on what we've
2: discussed, connect with us
1: on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Discord via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you ought to know about. This is and Fights.
4: Hey, it's Jesse. What you're about to hear is real.
3: Hey, this is
4: Chris. Hi, Chris. It's Jesse calling for Maximum Fun.
3: Hey, Jesse.
4: I heard that you got into a car accident.
3: Yeah, I was listening to Stop Podcasting Yourself, and I just laughed so hard that I uh, slammed into a construction barrier.
4: <laughs> Do you remember what it was
3: that was so funny? I will never forget, I'm sure. They started talking about Vegas and the, you know, if it happens here, it stays here and that slogan. And then Graham was talking about, oh, you know, wasn't there some other slogan for another commercial? Oh, it was like a commercial for food and it said, like, whatever's in there stays in there. I can't remember what it was clams or something. <laughs> <laughs> Clans? Just so ridiculous and man I got lightheaded I was laughing so hard Next thing I know <laughs> Smash so, yeah. They are They are just brilliantly funny So
4: I talked to Dave and Graham from Stop Podcasting Yourself We would like to pay your car repair bill Is that okay?
3: That, I mean that would be super nice Jesse I really I, I thank you I appreciate that
1: Fights Podcast. Welcome back to Titans and Fights. Bites. I'm Hal Loveland and I'm joined today by Lindsay Kell and Joy Burrell That's right, Protein Powder. This week we want to end <laughs> the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. <laughs> Lindsay, what would you like to put over?
2: It? So I recently uh was a guest on a podcast hey. that you can listen to right this very second and it is a wrestling podcast called NXT Wrestling Fan hosted by Miles and Megan Bob uh, and I love them both dearly. And we discussed... So their podcast um, discusses NXT from the very beginning. So they start from episode one. And each week they discuss a different episode of NXT consecutively. We're
0: talking like performance center NXT All or like All the way like back, baby. Oh, All yes. the way back. It's FCW. pretty sweet. Yes.
2: Um, it's really, really good. And I joined them to discuss the first NXT uh, TakeOver Arrival. Oh, yeah. So we talked i want to conservatively say for these poor people who had to edit the episode i'm gonna say we put three hours into this podcast (laughs) i hopped on the pod uh, on the zoom with them like on friday afternoon and i was like oh jeff like close the door i'm gonna be chatting about NXT for an hour three hours later uh, i was like i think and then cesaro went up to the main roster um but i honestly it was so fun um because Bob has never seen wrestling and doesn't really know wrestling and is watching NXT as a newcomer to wrestling. So she watches, they watch all the matches, sorry, they watch all of the matches and um, give their thoughts as a newcomer and like run through a breakdown of each match and what it meant to them and how they felt about it. And then Miles and the guest introduced their thoughts on it also. And it was genuinely such a fun way to look at a TakeOver I haven't watched in a very long time. And to look at everyone who's gone up, how many people from that TakeOver and now on AEW. Uh, and <laughs> just, yeah, it was a really fun experience to re-watch NXT TakeOver Arrival. So I recommend watching TakeOver Arrival and then going to listen to the pod NXT Wrestling Fan.
0: That's a good show. Fantastic. Those early TakeOver days. Love it, Julian. What do you want to put over? I'm going to put over MSK, but for a very specific reason. Oh. Uh, first of all, super talented guys. I'm happy that they that they got their win. They seem like uh, genuinely nice people from from what I've read so far. Hopefully that that holds for for however long their careers are. Because I'm tired of feeling bad for liking people. But the reason that I specifically want to put them over is I like when they just have two. Normal dudes, one of them's black, one of them's white, and they're just buds and they're uh and they're a tag team because WWE especially has a problem where they decide that they're gonna just put like the all the black people together and give them a little faction. I I love the new day and I love um the hurt business, they both do great work, but I'm just saying it is a trope in wrestling where they take all the black people and say, Hey guys, you're friends now, you know? Yeah, so I'm kind of glad that they took two dudes who had just kept them just. Black dude, white dude, and wanted them to be friends, and they're just wrestling. They don't really call attention to uh, how different they look, but it's just something I noticed because I, uh, I think it's a really good thing. I hope that they keep doing more stuff like that and don't have it be
1: like a, a sloppy comedy bit like Booker T and Goldust. Fantastic. I love it. Yeah, I have the same hopes. I want to put over a new sitcom on NBC called Young Rock which has a oh, bizarre style. So does it feature
2: any up-and-comers that we, that we <laughs> might have never have heard of? Mm, Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Oh, I've heard of that guy. I've seen that guy. He's it's good.
1: an interesting look back. The premise is that he's running for president in 2032. Actor Randall Park has become a talk show host. And in a revealing set of interviews, he's telling stories that take you through his childhood, his teenage years where he was a troublemaker, and uh, his time at the University of Miami. I think up through i'm sure at some point him becoming first becoming a wrestler in wwe but it was neat to see how people who may not be the biggest wrestling fans in the world as a writing as a writing team have to translate what wrestling is to everybody else people who don't watch who know Mm -hmm. i know who andre the giant is i may have heard of junkyard dog or the wild samoans but to get to see people play them is pretty cool and the guy who plays who plays rocky johnson looks so much like rocky johnson that it's frightening <laughs> and uh, i just think it's an interesting the first one is a pilot so pilots are going to do pilot things unless it's shears the greatest pilot of all time there's there's no such thing as a perfect pilot this one's pretty good i'm interested enough to keep watching and i encourage you to check it out you can obviously watch replays if you have on demand or if you have peacock it, it is on there as well mm-hmm. So. And at the at worst, it's going to be like you know, uh,
0: it's going to be watching The Rock hype up things. He's like good at he's good at being interesting, even when he's talking about things that are objectively kind of boring. Exactly. But, so I'm sure this just be fun.
2: made me want to get margaritas with the Iron Sheik. Like that's where that's where it left me. I'm yes. like, man, that seems like a good time. I want that Margie. Yes. I want Uncle, that Margie. Uncle I know I've been in lockdown Iron for Sheik. a long time, but like, yeah, Uncle Iron Sheik never call We'll do fake. a little
0: double feature with uh,
1: Young Rock and Keenan later today, I think.
2: Treat just, yourself. Just for fun there you go. Fun. Treat yourself yeah, home. watch I mean, them
1: both. Watch them both. Yeah. Alright, that does it for this week on Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin, who is always podcasting. ABP, always be podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I have this one, I have Good Morning Night Vale, and I have we Got This with Mark and Hal, which is a a sister podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. So check those out and you can follow me at Hal Loveland on Instagram, at where I never post. Twitter, where I post way more often. And TikTok, where I posted some and will post more. Lindsay?
2: <laughs> I'm just thinking about how um, the characters of Glengarry Glen Ross would never have a podcast because there's no money in it. Um, right. so like always be podcasting would literally be their opposite advice never be podcasting go sell some shit um, anyway um, on that note maybe you could buy my books because like that—that that is what, what pays uh, but yeah I got books uh, that you could check out and um, Cinders and Sparks is out here in the US very soon so you could pre-order book one at Cinders and Sparks um, and if you would like to listen to another podcast <laughs> after what I've just said I have a beauty podcast called Full Coverage, uh, which is just like, you know, good. It's really great. If you want to listen to an interview with Jenna Lyons, that's up now. She is fun and very entertaining.
1: <laughs> Our producer, Julian Burrell, is a little obsessed with his hair now, and it looks great. Has it been drinking yeah. protein powder? It just looks sweet. Have you guys ever heard of curl activator?
0: Yes, shit? Julian. Oh my god! And I saw you posting <laughs> it about it on the
2: internet, and I can't believe that it took you till now. Someone's done you a disservice. <laughs> Fully expect danielle to kick your ass on that one
1: better late <laughs> than never though right true yeah
0: look
2: at it it's I beautiful mean, look
1: i've
0: yeah. seen people my age and they've already lost their hair so i think i'm gonna keep enjoying it while i can't yeah, do I get it that.
2: going nowhere like you, virile, you virile beast of a man look yeah. at it
1: you know that hair works out senior producer at maxman fun is laura swisher mike eagle is the voice behind our theme music so we're putting him over for that keep up with us all week long on facebook twitter instagram and of course, Discord. Links to all of those are in our show notes. And if you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all of your friends. Thank you extra to the Max MaxFun members who make this show possible. And all of you who need clothing, and that is all of you, <laughs> should buy our t-shirt. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tyson Bites
0: Podcast Tyson Bites
1: Well,
2: there you got it. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that you... was that your general lines impression because it was spot on.
0: That's right. <laughs> Maximumfun dot org. Comedy and culture, artist owned,
2: audience supported.